well, hello there, and a big warm welcome back to the Health and Safety Digest, a special podcast by Astutis. I am your host, the digital content writer at Astutis, Toby Howell, and as ever, I will be your guide through this deep, weird, and fascinating voyage into health, safety, environmental training. This week, we're back at it again with the NIBOSH Diploma for Occupational Health and Safety Management Professionals. The wording is still trying to trip me up, but this week we're looking into the different learning methods that essentially will be taking you through that experience. We're going to be looking into the online, the distance, the classroom, and of course, the new special offering that is the virtual classroom. We cannot wait to share these new uh, experiences with our learners, and therefore this is such an important episode for us to be able to put out to you. So we're not going to take up any much more of your time. We're going to get talking to Bren, because I know he's excited to speak to you after this. The next question I wanted to ask you, Bren, was uh, regarding different learning methods, because obviously with the new uh, syllabus uh, update, uh, there comes a new learning method. But firstly, um, why should people undergo the online learning course? Okay, I mean, good, good, good question, Toby. Yeah, so we've we've looked to um, design our our courses in a way that will give people options. You know, so uh, historically, you might expect. Um, to be taught in a classroom by an experienced uh, health and safety professional and, and, and tutor will be able to impart their knowledge and you'll be working in a group with other people and that will support you um, on your adventures. So, uh, and that does work you know, very, very well for a lot, a lot of people, but it doesn't work well for everybody. You know, people are different in, in many ways. We mentioned earlier, you know, the motivation is, is very important, but... Uh, Personality type is going to be a, a consideration in terms of what um, approach to learning is going to um, work work best for you. You know there will be many um, learners in the classroom who you know feel a little bit shy, feel a little bit reticent about getting involved, and don't want to speak in case they embarrass themselves and so on. Um, there's no such thing as a stupid question in a in a health and safety training course, by the way. But you, know, you you sort of understand why people get um, a little bit nervous and apprehensive and so on. And if you are one of those people that um, is a bit of a you know a, a wallflower, um, uh, you can still cope in the classroom. Um, legitimate peripheral participation is the technical term. <laughs> Um, just sit back and absorb it, and uh, and and don't get involved with the um, with the interaction because you know you don't need it, and it's it's not for you. Um, speaking from my own personal sort of uh, learning experiences over the years, uh, I I realised very very early on that I don't want to work in teams with people. Yeah, I I just want to get on with things my, my myself. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I think I'm a reasonably sociable person, but when it comes to learning, I I I do find um, uh, a degree of discomfort in, in in working with other people who you know see things differently to the way I see them, right. or uh, maybe struggle to keep up with the pace I want to work at, and so on. So personally, I get 
a lot of satisfaction um, from learning at my own pace, um, right. largely by myself. Um, and again, you know, caveats left, right and centre, because even though I, I, I prefer to work on my own rather than in a team, um, there are always going to be occasions where I'll need help from someone. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to know just from my textbooks um, or my online resources or whatever. I'm not going to be able to work out the answer to everything myself necessarily. And I will, you know, take advantage of um, tutor support and uh, online forums for asking questions and hopefully getting some peer um, input. So again, horses for courses, I guess. Uh, why would somebody generally look at online rather than traditional classroom? I think there's there's a whole range of considerations. Practically, you know, the price point and the cost is is, is going to be a consideration for for many people. Um, accessibility in terms of where can we realistically, you know, particularly in the current uh, world, where can we realistically deliver classroom training and, and where can't we and mm. Until quite recently, where can we run classroom exams and where can't we? So the move to online um, sort of removes uh, a lot of of those sorts of uh, barriers. Uh, And as I've I've been waxing lyrical about, like I said, people that are more independent learners. uh, My dad used to say to me when I was a kid, you're a good book learner, you have, but you've got no common sense. You know, I mean, I hope that the common sense caught up along the way. I don't think there are many 16-year-olds that have got common sense. But um, I, 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 can, I can make sense of uh, a textbook, usually. You know? And I can make sense of information off the internet, usually. I can, I, can, I can pull information, I can process it, I can make sense of it, I can apply it, and usually I'm going to be reasonably comfortable with it. Uh, Therefore, I can work at my own pace and generally I'm a happy bunny. But I still like to know there's some support networks there for those, you know, uh, about 10% of the time maybe where uh, I think I've worked it out, but I could do with some reassurance or, no, actually, Brad, you're kidding yourself. You can't work it out at all and you need a grown-up to help you, you know. So uh, I think, yeah, if, if, if you're... If you're um, from a traditional academic background, if you are uh, task focused, if you don't particularly want the distractions of um, the group dynamic, uh, if you um, feel better about your learning when you're setting your own pace and, um, and driving your own agenda, then online learning or distance learning will suit you very much. Mm. Uh, like I said we do try to design in the support networks there so that you've got support as and when you need it but it's um, you know, it's, it's, it's learning driven by the learner rather than driven by a tutor or the a trainer. The impetus is in the learner's hands. Yeah very much. Right. Okay brilliant but the, the next question in regards to the learning methods probably would have been um, the new virtual classroom because I think we're all very excited here about it and and what it means and what it's bringing to the table for each and every learner. Uh, it's gaining in its popularity, uh, but why exactly um, should learners or inquiring learners, potential learners, look towards that platform and think, that one, that one's for me? Yeah, okay. Um, again, you know, when, when the world suddenly changed um, last March and we went into the first lockdown uh, and classroom training just 
stopped dead, if that's not too, too, too offensive to him. Um, yeah, we, we, needed, we needed to find solutions. We were quite fortunate in that um, we were doing uh, quite a fair bit of uh, webinar delivery, sort of online tutor support sessions uh, for certificate and diploma level training. Um, but at that stage, we hadn't tried teaching the whole course virtually. These were more uh, tutorial type, um, revision type sessions. Uh, which were, were were being being well received. So 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 we we had some of the technology and we did have some experience and we were were aware of you know, some of the differences in terms of um, teaching through a virtual classroom environment rather than face to face in a conference centre or uh, or whatever. And you know, one of the interesting things is you know the um, the satellite delay a little bit. So when you ask a question face to face and you can see the other person. Uh, and you know when they're going to come, if if they're going to come back at you and when they're going to come back at you, it's a little bit more difficult virtually. Uh, and even when you look at the learner and they look like they're about to come back at you, it usually takes a couple more seconds than it does in in, in real time in a real classroom. So you've got to get used to um, you know taking an extra pause and uh, and allowing that allowing that to happen. And obviously over the last, uh, what, 12 months, I guess, now, uh, as we've been delivering full courses virtually, you know, we've, we, we've learned a little bit more about um, the subtleties of delivery in that, in that way. You can certainly approximate um, most things that you can do in the classroom virtually through you know, Zoom, Teams, WebEx or, or whatever. Um, you can break people up into groups, you can have group discussions, you can manage and facilitate feedback, exactly, not exactly the same, but you, know, you can approximate it um, and it can be as effective as it would be um, in, a, in a real classroom. You can um, use whiteboards, you can use technology in a variety of ways to um, try to engage uh, the group of learners and individual learners and try to get you know, contribution back from them so you've got that um, dynamic that you're always after in terms of you know, learning being a, a two-way sort of process. You know, you're relying on the learners to um, pull information from you as a trainer more so than you pushing information out to them and hoping mm. that they're magically going to absorb it like a, like a sponge. So... Um, why would why would people nowadays um, look to virtual as a as, as a first choice rather than going back to a traditional classroom? Uh, there are a number of benefits actually. You know, uh, accessibility. We've mentioned again. You know, removing the need from travel, removing the uh, the commute um, either end of the day, overcoming some of those uh, barriers in terms of social interaction because you know you're working with other people which is beneficial for some but you you, know, you don't have to be nice over coffee breaks and um, be friendly at lunch times or whatever if that's not what you what you want if that's not where you are you know and you're you're at home um, and you can dress to suit yourself rather than to impress other people there are you know, environmental benefits and so on from um, uh, the lack of travel and you know, I think from a, an employer's point of view, 
um, there are benefits in terms of you know, managing the, the, the overall cost, maybe not the, co- the cost of the course and the tuition itself, but the time cost and the, the, uh, the, 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 the knock-on costs of having people away from work and so on can be managed much more effectively than uh, sending people away for you know, block mm. uh, multiple days or block week sessions in a training course in a conference centre somewhere. Um, so for me, I think, yeah, we've, we, we've learned uh, a lot through practical delivery. We're looking to use um, available technology uh, and invest in available technology to make our virtual um, deliveries as uh, attractive and interest, interesting and engaging as we, as we can. Um, and you know, there are still plenty of challenges with running courses uh, in a real classroom. You know, we had a, a diploma se- session um, in a uh, conference centre last week or the week before last where one of the learners phoned up and said she was feeling a little bit poorly and she'd just done a lateral flow test and it, uh, it was positive which then means that that learner needs to arrange a PCR test. And if that PCR test is positive, then she will need to isolate and anybody who's Mm. been a close social contact will need to isolate. So we pivoted quite quickly. We we, we told everybody the circumstances. Um, We sent everybody home and we delivered the rest of the course virtually. Mm. So given that that could happen in the middle of any course, you know, um, at the moment, because... The virus is still active out there in, in the community. Um, somebody could become unwell at any particular point in time. And even with you know, the best um, hygiene practices and social distancing practices in the classroom, there's still probably you know, a little bit of a risk there that uh, many people are not comfortable with and mm-hmm. um, would prefer to avoid. So virtual, again, sort of removes that worry from the, um, from the process. It sounds, and I'm, you know, I'm a big, big fan of the virtual classroom, Brennan, because it is the safest option. Obviously, we've got uh, the online option, but the idea for me about uh, the virtual classroom, we briefly touched on it before about how there are sometimes shy learners. You're not always necessarily going to be the most sociable learner in a classroom, but the beauty of the virtual classroom is that you can incorporate all the benefits, all the undeniable benefits of the in-classroom learning and then infuse them with the, 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 the safety, the accessibility, the ease and sometimes the, the, the social anxiety that can come with education and you create the virtual classroom. And I, I've seen uh, various demos and I've seen snippets of it and it looks absolutely and runs fantastic and the interactive nature of it, the engagement. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big, big fan. So essentially, sorry to steal your thunder there, but to um, just to recap what you said, it comes from this idea of safety, accessibility, but then also, like I said, then infusing all the, the benefits of in-classroom learning with the, the, the fantastic benefits that an online virtual course can bring you. Yeah, that's a nice summary, Toby. Yeah, as you say, a little, a little bit more concise than I manage. So yeah, I, I, I agree.
Ah, oh, well, there we go. Bren agrees with me. But thank you, as ever, Bren, for um, that fantastic insight into different learning methods. Uh, that will be it for this week. Um, it's been fantastic being able to get this information out to you guys once again. Um, if you would like more information on the NEBOSH Diploma for, take a breath, Occupational Health and Safety Management Professionals, you can visit our website, www.astutis.com, and there you can find all the different information regarding not just that qualification, but for others also. You can check out our YouTube, our Twitter, our Facebook. Just search Astutis and you will find us. As ever, if you'd like to get your questions answered by Bren, email me directly at toby.howell at astutis.com and we will make sure that your query, your question is answered on the next episode. As ever, thank you very much for listening and we will be speaking to you next time. Stay safe. Bye bye.